What you're about to listen to is the last audio recording of Nicholas Christian and Dustin Tyler. This was found at the bottom of the lake at the campsite they were staying at while recording the latest episode of the Culture Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to episode, what is it, 20 of the Culture Podcast. We are using the task and we're on site. I'm just going to dive into it as we always do, but this one's a little different because I got to sit here and interview Dustin Tyler, a.k.a. my older brother. How's it going? It's going good. It's going really good, especially, you know, fuck, I fucked that up. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Especially because, uh, yeah, finishing coffee. Yeah, there you go. Go good. Yeah, I mean, not for nothing, this is fucking awkward, we'll yeah, just put it out here. It's like, alright, let's talk about everything you know. Let's <laughs> talk you know about everything me. I know, everything we've done, the things you've done that I wasn't a part of, but I know every detail of, because you would call me, and, yeah, so, well, we're just gonna roll with it. I'll just basically make shit up, make up a bunch of lies that isn't true, stuff I've never did, and stuff like that, so it's all a surprise for both of us. So the third time you went to the moon. <laughs> yeah, it's third time. Well, I mean, it is fitting to have you on because you introduced me to horror. We're in, we're in the middle of spooky month. We're getting towards the end, but we're in the fucking middle of spooky month. And most of the horror I know and everything and being in horror movies of yours as a kid, little short films and stuff and older ones and you know, it kind of just makes sense. So let's just let's go let's quit the jibber jabber and let's I'm not even gonna ask. You tell them who you are. <laughs> what do you do? Well, as previously stated, I am Dustin Tyler, which older brother. Wait, I'm talking really quiet, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's awkward too, because it's like this this is literally the first time like interviewed, so to speak. So it's like really awkward to talk about myself. So, but, uh, yeah, basically, uh, yeah, I do some shit in the horror realm and art realm and stuff like that. Been doing it since I was a kid. I uh, always wanted to get into film and everything. Uh, I do, like, little extremely bad horror films that were shot on a VHS camera. Um, yeah, I went to film school and everything. And, yeah, basically when I moved back and stuff, I... Kind of dropped doing that because I was sick of film and I just couldn't even like really watch movies and everything and started painting a lot and was really doing focus on that. I kind of just got bit by the art bug, so to speak, and was painting a lot. And as I as I grew up and as life went on, it was like it kind of just kept evolving into doing more and more stuff and everything. And yeah, fucking shit, was I fucking. Right, hey, you're allowed to curse on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. You're my brother. You're honest with me. I know you don't listen to the pod, but Steve, the road manager's episode, we talk about every kind of fucking there is. So we're, we're not. We're not a PG podcast. We're a true life podcast. And you see, it's it's like I mean, I've heard, I've heard like, like stuff you sent me with the pod in the beginning and stuff, and I haven't caught up to speed because it's. Yeah, it's really just because, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, like, that borderline boomer age where, like, I'm like, ah, oh, Spotify, okay, I don't, I don't have a Spotify, how can I listen to this, blah, 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 okay, let me ask Kaylee, oh, 
Oh, I forgot to ask Kaylee for her password. Oh, shit, I'll do it next week then. <laughs> oh, wow, okay, three weeks passed. Damn, I really suck at being a brother right now, a supporter <laughs> of the pod. Uh, it's all good. It's, I, I've been terrible with podcasts myself. Yeah. Even the usual ones I haven't listened to. But, I mean, now that you're on... Figure, there's one episode you don't have to fucking listen to. Yeah, no, exactly. You're, you're caught up on one. Yeah, I know I'm just kind of like talk, talking in circles. Like, okay, wait, this is weird. Like, how do I talk about what I do? Because it's kind of all over the hood. Well, lucky, <laughs> luckily, luckily I did 19 of these, so I got this down yeah, to size. Yeah. You asked me the question so, because I need direction, <laughs> you know? Well, I, I, put the summer, I put the summary out there for everyone. Who you do, what you do. Yeah, and then it's yeah, a checklist yeah. for me. Which, not for nothing, you fucked up your checklist because you also do music. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, so, yeah, music, painting, paranormal investigations, uh, all types of shit that's spooky and makes me create pumpkin lattes, basically. Dude, well, since birth, I, I actually came out of my mother holding a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Well, let's start there. Well, it, I was well, born January 15th. I don't want to hear about our mother's... I don't want to hear about um, our mother. My, my latte finished brewing, and the doctor said push. I, I, I came out, I gripped my, my Vente Spice Pumpkin... Vente Pumpkin. My Vente Pumpkin Creme Coffee. That's pretty cool. Bay Bay. <laughs> Bay Bay. Uh, yeah. So, let's... Let's we'll bring it back down out of our mother. Yeah, yeah, you're out. You're about. I'm out. And I don't want to go back in. So I mean, the world is scary sometimes. I, I wish I could call her up and say, "Hey, can I can I crawl back into the uterus? I don't want to be out here." But it's really not right. But that's why you just go to the wife's arms. You lay in them and Haley, help me. Haley, help me. Give me guidance. Help me in this cruel world. So we talked. Not yet, but we obviously you're a spooky bitch. We're sitting with a spooky bitch right now, Very and uh, I figured let's kind of start there because I feel like that laid a lot of the groundwork for your art, yeah, mo yeah, movies and all that. Everything. So what what was your introduction to horror, Halloween? That when did when did you start kind of turning and loving it? I mean, honestly, it was like literally was my whole life. Literally my whole life. I remember kindergarten. Like, I think I was eight years old when, believe it or not, it's so weird to say now because of evolution of people and their beliefs, but when I was, like, eight years old, I watched Halloween for the first time, and then that's what made me just be like, I don't know, I was just sucked into it, and then, for some reason, it didn't make sense. I wasn't Michael Myers in kindergarten, but in kindergarten, I remember I was, like, I was Jason, and Mom made, like, this little, like, knife and everything and stuff like that, so, like, I just, I, I just loved Halloween, and then... And like horror movies and everything, and it just it, it just kind of like escalated. And then with the video store up the road, it was like one of those I was told that I had a job the moment I turned eighteen, but I was like a nine year old kid at the time. I didn't believe them. <laughs> and then by the time it came that I turned, I think I was actually it was before I was eighteen that I got hired. So I go, oh yeah, well, we were gonna hold off until you turn eighteen because of the adult section. But eh, if anyone asks, you're eighteen. So I mean, that was my that was really I mean. Being there wasn't access to, to porn as much back then. I mean, that was my introductory to porn. That was the question, right? How I got into porn. Yeah, how you got into porn. Okay. And, and also, <laughs> I just want to plug real fast. A to Z video. Best video store on the yes. damn planet. Get your t-shirt at WearTownGeneralStore.com. Ironically, I wore mine yesterday. Oh, really? I was going to take a picture and send it to Pat. Be like, hey, I know I didn't buy one, but I got a hand-me-down. Check it out. <laughs> well, I'm going to buy the coffee mug, I promise. I just... 
keep forgetting. <laughs> well, uh, it's I think it's been like the past like three or four. It's every episode I always seem to mention A to Z video. That, okay, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna direct it. All right, that that gives me a little basis to work off of. Um, yeah, but living with A to Z, I mean, it's it's literally five minute skateboard ride. It's like seriously. Once I really got into horror and I was allowed to like leave the street as a kid, literally childhood was spent either in the woods building forts, you know, preparing for like a zombie apocalypse, or going to the video store and running 99 cent VHSs, or, you know, the lucky day when you gamble and you get a red gumball and you got a free movie, which that was cool. I had like but, 20 of those on our account. <laughs> oh my god, there's this one, I, I don't know if, actually no, I don't know if I ever told you this, there's this one, this one guy that used to come in all the time, and he would always give VHSs with the red gumballs, he always just happened to have a red gumball, and it got to the point that we noticed that he must have bought like a bad, bag of red gumballs, <laughs> and like, he would always be the, like he would take them out of his pocket, like, oh yeah, here, I got six red gumballs, <laughs> and he put them back in his pocket, and they were all, like, faded, covered oh. in and shit. And then he would just be like, it got to the point, they were like, all right, well, we're not dumb. We let it slide for a little bit because we, we were laid back there. Yeah. But then, like, it got to the point, they're like, all right, this guy's, like, he thinks he's pulling a clip on us. So he used to tell him, like, all right, well, you have to either throw them away or eat them right now. He's like, I can't eat all this gum. We're like, well, here's the trash can. Throw it away then. And then, like, we, he's like, oh, well, I was going to give it to my kid, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude. Like, it's covered in lint and stuff. Like, you're not, you know, throw it away. You know, we have to dispose of it because we've been having people that just been recycling these red gumballs. We bullshitted and told them, we know how many red gumballs are in there. We put them in there. Even though it's just, like, one of the, even though it's, like, complete lie. Because yeah. gumball machine, you know, it's, it, it comes filled and stuff. But, like, yeah, that was funny as hell. He used to always come in. Like, he would seriously rent, like, 12 movies at a time and everything. And, like... Like it, like ah, uh, it was so annoying. I mean, I feel bad though because his arm was in a sling, so that's why. I, <laughs> that's why I was like, all right, well, this dude, he must have some shit going on. on you know, on, you so know, I'll, I'll give him some. I'll give him some free rentals and stuff. He got some shit going on. You know, the moment he got to the Volkswagen, Bundy took that bitch off. It just yeah, he had a stack yeah. of videotapes now. No, exactly. It, it was just yeah, that, that was a little funny side story. But yeah, yeah, horror. So also coinciding with the video store and stuff with the. The Weartown Haunted Hayride. I mean, I was like a little scare actor in that since I think I was 12 when I started. I actually have a certificate at the house that's like, thank you for your 13 years. Wait, of really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never saw that. Yeah, I actually got a certificate that said thank you. And it happened wow. to be like 13 years. I was like, oh, wow, look at that. Because then when, um, with like the, the Vasalos and stuff, like yeah. how his dad was really starting to amp it up. And, like, that's when I feel like the, the Hayride was at his prime. Was oh, like yeah. Danny's dad. Danny's dad was awesome. Like, that family, like, everything they did for it was, like, amazing. Yeah. And then I used to I used to try to help out as much as I can with building this stuff. But, like, like Danny and I and, like, everyone else, like, in the group, Jack, every, you know, everyone, like, all the friends, basically the high school band at that time <laughs> that I was in, like, we, we started taking, like, really serious. We had, like, our little, like, our little skit and everything, using the Bane PA to blast. I, I think we were blasting Cradle of Filth and we ran out with chainsaws and stuff. Like, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> it's, it's coming full circle because Pat yeah. was telling his story of, oh yeah, I remember your brother with the chainsaw. Oh, really? Yeah. And then he's like, and I was just this zombie thing at the end of it. I got in trouble because I held onto the back and got dragged yeah, yeah, to the yeah, next yeah. He, he was with, whoops, I hit the table. Oh, that's if, fine. If any of you heard that. Um, yeah, because he was with like, 
like Kyle Flat, um, maybe, I, I think, I don't know if Mike is there. I'm, I'm not too sure. It was so long ago. It was like 50 years ago now. But, um, yeah, no, I remember that because they were further up. They had, like, the beat-up cars and yeah. everything. And, and I, you know what? Okay, I'm going to say fuck you, Pat. <laughs> I don't know if this was you, but I donated. I had a bunch of, like, fake body parts that I was letting the zombies use. You were involved in that group. <laughs> And I donated, a, like, some arms and a leg and everything. The only thing I got back was the fake leg with all the stuffing removed, and it was completely battered. I remember that. Yeah, and I was pissed off because I had to jump through hoops to get that. So my friend worked at a party fair, and he would sneak the shit out back for me and give me free stuff. <laughs> and that got me mad since God. <laughs> that was the same guy that got me the Frankenstein of yeah, Wolfman yeah, masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, like, that's where I got all that <laughs> Zombies stuff. Zombies got hungry. <laughs> yeah, they, well, it's, yeah, like, it's, I was so pissed at the time, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess they just got hungry and really need to eat. I mean, there's no graveyards out there. And, you know, there's no bodies really that need something. Yeah. I mean, if they were in Weartown, now they'd be lucky because everyone's dead here. <laughs> the whole town's dead. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a future dead. episode, a future idea yeah. that I had. So, yeah, bas- yeah, basically a horror just kept escalating. You know, long story short, you know, basically then, yeah, I kept trying to, kept having a bunch of failed attempts to do little horror shorts and everything with friends and everything. The video collection kept growing and growing and growing. Video store shut down. I was able to take whatever horror movies I wanted, basically. So the horror film collection on VHS got out of control to the point that I'm still, I mean, yeah, I would say it would be... 15 years later, I'm still giving VHSs away for free because I got so many from there. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no problem, no problem. <laughs> but, like, yeah, then went to went to a film school. That's where I went to really start to pursue, um, which I kind of previously stated, but it was the co-creators at Night of the Living Dead. It was their private, like, little business film school, so it doesn't mean anything in the film industry to have it, but, yeah, I got a specialized associate's business degree, majoring in film production, which basically means you're in debt for a while and this isn't going to get you a job. But, we, you know, I have, have done, like, film jobs uh, for, like, some indie films and everything with the misses. Well, let's, um, well, let's put the reins on that real fast. Let's yeah. talk about film school a bit because despite the debt, film I know school. the stories. Uh, and I, Yeah. You know... I doubt John Russo is ever going to listen to this. No, he can listen because he knows I drank all of his Donald Duck orange juice. That <laughs> shit was good. So, like, yeah, so it was really cool. It was, like, one of those, like, like the little eight-year-old nerd in me, which is still there, but, like, he really got to start to blossom when I, um, for our, one of our final projects. We had to um, we had to put in, like, hours, kind of like apprenticeship. Like, you do, like, a tattoo shop for a tattoo. You do, like, the apprenticeship. You have, like, the the head honcho overseeing and like you know you do all that but he was doing like a featurette film and part our hours that we had to it's documented as hours on a professional set for like our apprenticeship to get our credits and everything uh we were helping with one of his featurettes and um yeah you know it was like a low budget you know like indie film and stuff so like we shot a lot at his house like in his hometown the park up the road but i got to sleep at you know like his house and we we're all there and we we're you know these little misfit filmmakers i don't know like yeah cool thing about that was like i you know i feel bad since like i drank all of it he had this donald duck orange juice in the fridge like i drank all of it i remember we were all pretending to be asleep because he's like yelling in the morning he's like oh who drank all the fucking oj <laughs> all right i'm sitting I'm like oh shit i gotta piss <laughs> i'm like i can't piss though so i'm giving it away <laughs> you know 
I'm going to yeah, I'm going to piss. I'm like, I'm like, oh shit. But um, yeah, I actually, yeah, I got. Damn, it's weird because I don't even remember how alcohol came in the picture, but somehow I did get drunk and I swam in this pool with my boxers. I don't know how that happened, but that that, that happened. You're film students in college. There was alcohol everywhere. Well, that's the funny thing though. It was it, on it was tap. Like, I was like, like honestly, like I, I I'm friends with with some of the people I went to film school with now, but I know a good majority of them hated me because I took it so so serious. I was just like. I, like, you know, it, I, I, just, I took it so serious because it was one of those, like, when I went, I was like, oh, shit, I really can't afford this. I don't have money saved up for this. Ah, shit. You know what? Everyone around me is telling me to go to school for a trade, but this is not what I want to do. I, I, I didn't go to film school thinking, oh, I'm going to graduate and be on the right carpets. I mean, honestly, that's the last thing I want, even today. Like, I don't want to deal with major studios and all that. Mainly because there's just too much bullshit involved, and the more you learn about it, the more you realize, yeah, no, it's it's not worth it, because it takes the fun out of film. But I wanted to go just for the experience. Like, ever since I was young, I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to be a film school graduate, sitting there struggling for a bit after I leave film school, but I want that experience. It just feels fitting. That's just what I want. Like, that's... But, um, yeah, so I, like, busted my ass when I was in film school, and so, like, yeah, I took it, like, really, really serious and everything. But, like, it's funny, because, like, I think back, I'm like, oh, man, half those guys probably fucking hated me, because I, like, <laughs> I was so serious. Plus, you know, personal life stuff going on at that time made me even more of a douche and everything, but I don't know exactly where I was going with that whole thing. Uh, well, where was I going with that? And welcome to your first podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, seriously, I, I don't know. There was a reason for that little rant. Um, the experience of film school and all that. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just going. I mean, it's, it's so weird because it's like being that, yeah, that was like close to, yeah, close to 15 years ago now. It's like little, little fragmented memories. It, it's like watching a skipping DVD. It's like, oh, I remember that. Okay, I don't know how I got to here, but this happened. And, but, like, it was, yeah, there's definitely some stories, and, like, like good stuff came from it, because, like, while I was in film school, I volunteered at a, um, it was, like, like, a very, very tiny spirit Halloween, like, a wannabe spirit, like, it was probably called, like, Ghoulie Halloween or something, I, it, I don't remember. It's a store that when like, it went out of business, spirit took it over. Well, no, put it this way, it was so shady, um, and tiny that, like, they didn't pay any of their employees they said, uh, you work for the season for free, but then once you're done with the season, um, we will give you a professional horror effects makeup kit. And that's why I did it, because I was like, okay, well, I need that. I do horror effects. I need that, and that shit's expensive, especially because I was I was in film school at the time, so I was extra broke. So I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I, I can definitely use this. It's awesome. And it's so fucked up because I was working at a Halloween store, and that's the first job I got fired from. <laughs> I don't know if I told you that. The first job I got fired from, no. I worked there for two weeks. And the benefit that came from it was they had a bunch of, like, um, like guests there for, like, a signing and everything. And so I, I got to meet, like, a bunch of people. Um, like, the, the dude that played, like, Eddie Monster. I got to meet Tony Moran that played the original Michael Myers. Which was funny because, like, years down the road, this was, I think, this first or second time I went to Salem. I don't remember. Um, 
Tony Moran was there doing a signing, and he actually remembered me. Like, he actually, like, remembered me. So I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, dude? I'm like, you probably don't remember me, but that little piece of shit town in PA with that little piece of shit Halloween store, well, I was that little piece of shit employee that came up to you and said hi. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. I'm like, ah, so now I'm a piece of shit. Thanks. <laughs> but, like, no, he, cool-ass dude. Like, he, he's such a humble, extremely nice guy. But, yeah, met, met a bunch of people there. That was the only good thing that came from the Halloween store. But, like, yeah, I got fired because I told them that I... They said, oh, can you work next Thursday? And I said, no, I have, like, a test and everything the following day. It would be too much. It's like, okay, yeah, no problem. I'm like, I come in uh, Friday, though, because that'll be after the test. And then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. I go in, and then she's like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm doing good. So where were you yesterday? I'm like, (laughs) I told you I had to, like, get ready for, like, a, a really big exam and stuff that you said, oh, okay, don't, you know, don't worry about coming in. And I said I'd be in Friday, which today is Friday, and I'm actually 20 minutes early, so what's up? Because I was like a cheerleader for the store. I was yeah. like a dork. I would be there early. I, I, I loved it. And she's like, oh, yeah, you are a no-call, no-show, so yeah, you don't work here anymore. I'm like, oh, okay, I see how it is. Take advantage of uh, the film school students, get us jobs, and then just uh, not pay us and keep cases to the curb. It, it, yeah, it's funny. I know this is a little tangent, but it's just a funny story. Because uh, one one film student, only one person, actually made it to the end, and they never gave him a makeup kit. Oh, they never gave it to him. What's one this dude, fucking McCanny Manor or whatever the hell that is. Yeah, seriously, you, you're close to making yeah. it to the end. They boot you for a bullshit reason. Yeah, you make it to the end, and they still don't give. It yeah, to you. they didn't give it to him. And he was pissed because that dude seriously lived at that store. He was yeah. he was older than me at the time. He was like one of the oldest filmmakers. He was um. He was in the grade that graduated before me, and he I think he's, like, 10 years older than me. So, like, you know, he's an older dude, so, like, you know, like, the way he views up, he's like, no, like, I'm hired, I'm going to take it, you know, like, I'm going to be there every single day. And he seriously worked, like, Monday through Sunday. Well, I was like, what the hell, dude, you're doing this for free, man. Like, what kind of kid do you think you're getting? Like, you're not going <laughs> to have a room full of cotton candy cocoons or anything, man, like. Well, yeah, and then he never got anything. He didn't even get like a tube of blood. I don't like, think. Like, they <laughs> didn't even give him a sponge. They gave they gave him like you know a popcorn bowl and a thing of candy corn. Like that was probably <laughs> it. And like yeah, I don't even know if they gave a handshake, but yeah, they it's, never opened again. That was the only season they opened up. I checked up on them. And that was it. So I'm like, yeah, well, you, you know what? You got what you deserve. And that's like, why to quote Bobby Khan, you're never gonna get ahead giving head to the man. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and they could give you a severed one either. I know, it's like, screwed up. I mean, if they would have promised good effects, and I, at that time, I probably would have gave head to the main four because I needed it, you know? And, like, they're missing out, you know? No, I'm just kidding. No, but seriously, I would have, depending on what was there. So if anyone has a lot of uh, special effects makeup... No, I'm just kidding. But seriously. <laughs> All right, so... Went to film school. You had all the stories and all that. You get out. There's the lull with it. We'll fast forward a bit just because we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Let's dive into, you know, bam, you're married. You know, love is in the air. Yeah. You, you know, you meet Haley and all that. You're welcome. And <laughs> yeah. So you guys come in contact with Ryan Calloway. You're doing your yes, short yes. films and stuff on your own. But then really, you're doing your bullshit wedding jobs. But then... Yeah, yeah. Everyone hates wedding stuff. Uh, it's it's just, it's not for me. Yeah, it was like I after film school, it was like, okay, well, 
it was like I didn't even look for the wedding jobs. They just kind of came to me, and like a lot of them were people I knew. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm not gonna say no. Like, you know, I'll I'll do it, but I just yeah. I can't do anything like unless I I'm passionate about it. And I just wasn't passionate about that. I'm like, ah, no, I can't do this. I, <laughs> I, I had to leave it. I'm like, I can't. I think it was Justin Walsh's episode because he's like a photographer. We were, he we were talking about shooting weddings. I think I brought up. I'm like. I said he's like there's money there but he it, was just fantastic money like fantastic yeah. money but the thing is it's like well i don't want to do like yeah of course everything you do that you love you got to make money if it's going to be a career unfortunately it's like that does coincide with it but that's that shouldn't be the focus you should be doing what you love putting your passion into it and then the money comes if it's right yeah. But, like, yeah, wedding yeah. songs, like, no, I'm just straight up selling out and doing this. I hate it. And I don't want to start someone's marriage off by being miserable at their <laughs> wedding, being like, oh, I'm just get through this bullshit. So, like, yeah, I don't want to put that in the air. Love is supposed to be in the air. And I'm sitting here like, ah, where the fuck's a buffet? <laughs> like, I just, I, I, it's just a, not for me. I, I just don't yeah, like it. <laughs> married couples nowadays, they'll throw many, money in any direction. They throw money away like they're going to throw away the marriage in five yeah. years. Ba-doom. Yep. <laughs> I mean, anyway. Like, <laughs> like, the good thing, though, with it is, I mean, the videos I did, I mean, when I saw what people charge for weddings and stuff, I'm like, I can't do that in a clear conscience. Like, yeah. the most I ever charged for a wedding video was 700 And I was there from, like, 11 a.m. to... <laughs> to uh, consummating I, the marriage. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a matter of fact, um, Pat actually was... Yeah, he actually was um, the other cameraman for that wedding. <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you. Did I you know so. about that? Was that the one that? Uh, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the. It wasn't the wedding from hell. With uh, you know, I don't want to like. See, <laughs> I, see, I, 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 I tune the weddings out because I'm like, when are we? When, when am I gonna get hitched? Yeah, I don't care about well, these people. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't the wedding job that. Um, that I got through like Nishi and Hallie and Rock Solid. It wasn't that wedding. It was um it was like someone that you know that we knew and stuff. So it was more like laid back and stuff. Yeah. But like yeah, Pat was actually the other cameraman and everything and so like yeah, in the end, um yeah, it, it was like it was like torture but then like in the end, like by the time I really looked at how many hours I spent there, how many hours I spent editing, I'm like, it's like a dollar an hour. <laughs> I was like, oh shit like I'm like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> well, you got past that hell. Yes, And yes, then eventually yes. you met Ryan Calloway. And yes, that you was And started great. doing actual film work. Yes. Special effects. Acting, which you didn't know you had in yet. So let's, well, let's that was, dive into Ryan stuff. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. No, that's, yeah, it's actually funny. Um, yeah, back pedal, um, my wife, uh, actually met her because of Nick. He had to... He had to do, um, he had, I'm not, you know, let me, how can I say this cryptically? He had to make up for one situation, no hard feelings, nothing negative to say about the person, but it just didn't work out, different world. Wait, which one? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, fine, many situations, nothing negative to say, for the record, if any, I don't know if anyone have to say, I have no hard feelings at all, we were just different people, I have nothing negative to say about you, and looking back at it, you were a great you know, you were a, a good, you know, person to be. Yeah, but anyway, whatever. They ain't listening. Let's be honest it. here. No, it's true. But if you are, thank you. If you are support. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the alien stuff, and it was ironic because when we first started talking, I was actually, 
uh, sitting at, like, I, I was doing, like, an art walk for downtown Tom's River and everything, and she was doing her first makeup job for this guy, Ryan Calloway, and he, he's, like, an independent filmmaker, him and his wife, they completely do it by themselves, um, and very persistent, I mean, I, I have such high respect for this guy, like, he's a father, he has his, his day job doing, um, like, adoption videos, he puts together videos for, like, adoption agencies, yeah. and it's, it's so funny, and, like, I love this guy to death, because it's, you know, different beliefs on a lot of stuff, like, he's very Christian, he collects Bibles and everything, but he loves hearing about what Haley and I are into. He's so open-minded, and he's just such an accepting dude. Like, it doesn't so matter. a good Christian. A, a good one. Like, yeah. uh, so, not, the, the not, way it should be. Yeah, not <laughs> the mainstream white American Christian. Like, yes. the, no, hey, like, you just love and accept people, and let people live their lives, love and accept them, and do what you can to help. Like, a good, yeah. how you're supposed to do your shit. But, um, yeah, anyway, he, um, Haley did the first makeup job, and then... It was, like, down the road randomly, he hit us up for another, like, costume and makeup job. And he asked, oh, would Dustin want to, like, act in it? So, that led into me playing, us doing the costume and makeup for, let's say, I, I did, for one film, I played, like, a, a demon named Balak, which did the, the makeup and costume and I acted. Then also a skinwalker. Um, those were both one. Those were both. Night. That were both. Right. Yeah, one winner's night. Um, yeah, I did did that for that, and then he did a, a newer film, uh, King of Terror, I think it was, and I was. It was funny because I got to see the. I technically, like, it, it's so funny to look at it because there was two people that was playing like the killer guy, and I was the reveal killer, but there was this like much bigger dude that was the killer in the film. You were but, Corey. but I was, I was, I was, no, I was not Corey. <laughs> he was my Corey. No, I was kidding. <laughs> he was my Corey. No, I was kidding. Um, but then also, um, yeah, so, so we did that, but I also did act in another one of, of his films, which was like really weird for me, but it pulled me out of my comfort zone since like I did little acting here and there in film school, but it was like, it was homework assignments. It was nothing serious. But this was the first time I had to, like, act with absolutely no costume or makeup. Like, I literally was just kind of wearing my raggedy clothes from, from like, tile work during the day. So they're all ripped up and covered in work shit and everything. And, like, yeah, it was nothing concealing my face. So I had to really break out of the shell and stuff. So, yeah, we did that. And, um, yeah, he actually hit us up again. We're working on a mask. Like, we're making and redesigning a mask from one of his, like, older films. It was, like, one of his startup films that he did in the very beginning. It holds, like, a big place in his heart because it was, like, one of his first, like, big movies he did. And he was like, okay, you know, I want to go back to it. You know, it's not, like, a remake or a reboot or anything like that that I know of. But it's, like, it's in that family, like, that universe. But yeah. just, like, a newer movie in that universe. Like, I honestly didn't see, like, the script yet or he didn't, like, tell me too much. I just saw stills from the original. But, yeah, started started doing that and everything. But... I mean, it's great, you know, a great relationship with him. It's just so much fun and everything. And it's like every time we work with him, just seeing how he, like, does it and stuff and just seeing, like, damn, this dude, you know, he busts his ass and everything. It's just very motivating. It's like, no, oh, you, you you, can do it. If you do it, you just got to budget your time and your resources and, you know, you can do it. Yeah. So, 
being a being a family man, working an actual job too. Yeah, well, it's, no, I have. It's one of those things that that balance it does exist. It's just you gotta find it. Yeah. It's, no, exactly. It's you have to just like balance out. You have to really prioritize. Like, okay, what is actually important in life? Going and doing this, creating like a one-time memory that I'll forget about in like ten years. Or you know what? Let me dedicate my time to this. I really want to freaking do film, and then having a film that you can look back at ten years from now, and be like, oh my god, I remember that. Then all the memories come in. Cause we have so many stories uh, from shooting. Like, actually, here you go. Let me clear my throat for this one. Oh no. <clears throat> so creature acting. Anyone that wants to get into creature acting, stuff like that, it is, it's fun as hell. Um, like yeah, you know, like I'm sure a lot of people have done like haunts and stuff like that. Uh, but one thing you really don't think about, because I know I certainly didn't, um, first of all, it's like, we would, I'd be in the chair, Haley would be doing, like, my makeup and stuff for, like, up to six hours, eight hours sometimes, depending. Like, the Skinwalker took, like, six hours or eight hours to do. And then we had to drive two hours to the filming, and then film for about four hours, and then drive two hours home. So from, like... I started getting makeup on at, like, 10 in the morning, and I didn't get to remove it until, like, 1 or 2 in the morning, I would say. And the and I said there, I had the costume on, it was all latex and stuff like that, and, like, reason remover and everything. And it got to the point where I was like, okay, fuck it. I filled up the tub, and I'm sitting there in the makeup, just in the tub, <laughs> peeling myself. And I had work the next day, too. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> but, like, one of the things, um, so it's like, yeah, it... And seriously, it is draining, draining, draining work, but it's so worth it in the end. Um, but the other thing is, like, don't be like me and drink a shit ton of coffee before getting into costume. Because some costumes, it's hard, you know, to be able to, like, get your willy out or whatever and take a leak. <laughs> and, like, I had to piss so bad once I was in the full costume of the Skinwalker. Now, this was my costume. You know, I made it. We did all this. This was, like, the last night of, like, shooting or whatever the case may be. I had to piss so bad to the point that I just said, fuck it, I'm going. And I just went in the fucking costume. <laughs> I didn't care. Not, like, the full, not the full, like, 44 ounces of coffee, but seriously about 8 ounces just to relieve the pressure <laughs> off my bladder because it was one of those, I had to, like, when you go on a road trip that you can't even stand up. <laughs> like us in Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, us in Sleepy Hollow. I was like, that you see me like, oh, God. Oh god, it's my bladder's gonna explode. It's gonna explode. Only parking spots on top of the fucking on hill. Top, yeah, on top of the hill that you're walking, you know, like hunchback. Falling down. Game. And like, yeah, it was awful. Like, I just didn't even care. Because like, the thing underneath, like the way the costume was, it's like, worst case scenario, I, I just had to replace, like, I was wearing these like, black ripped up leggings under the costume, because you really didn't see my legs, so I just had to black them out, so you wouldn't see it in the shadow. So I wore these, like, black, like, like legging-type things and stuff. You know, some Peter Pan stuff. And um, so I was like, all right, whatever. Worst case, i got to buy a pair of black leggings. But I'm, I'm going to pinch it off. It'll be just enough just to film this scene. And I'm going to run back in the woods. And Haley's going to help me. Because it's like, I was a skinwalker. So I had, like, all this, like, like fox fur and stuff. Like, the costume was all made out of that. And there was just all these different layers. We had, like real like animal bones and stuff all attached to me making the costume like it was really cool looking but to like get get everything out of there was tough because i also had on finger extensions <laughs> so like i had on these finger extensions because my hands were all done up so my fingers were like three times the length 
but they weren't like by the joint where I could bend my fingers or anything, which even if I could bend my fingers, I still can't. They weren't functioning fingers for me to get my, <laughs> not, well, not get my fly down because I have jeans, but for me to like really maneuver stuff the way the costume was. All right, always, we, we can say it here. Whip your dick out. Yeah, yeah, whip out my Willy Wonka. Um, <laughs> luckily, I didn't have to open the chocolate factory because that would have been a different story. I'd be like, like nobody hey, ever goes in, nobody ever comes out. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I know. Like, I think at that point it was like we were. I think we were just engaged at that point. I don't know. It's all a blur because it happened so quick. But I think we were engaged at that point. So I'm like, ah, well, you want to marry this? Wipe away. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> if you ever need it, I'll wipe you. Whatever. <laughs> white for white. <laughs> but like, yeah, that, that was that was a little funny story. So yeah, I totally pissed myself. I don't care. I'll admit it. <laughs> it happens. I I don't care. It, it was either piss myself there or. I don't know, have my bladder explode or something. I, it was it was painful. I was like, oh my god, I gotta go. Yeah, Fergie's done it on stage their whole tour. Yeah. So who cares? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, whatever. You know, it is what it is. You know, you, sometimes you gotta, you gotta rough it sometimes. Well, and that was fun. Alright, well, we'll just keep this piss train rolling. Yeah. And, uh, since, uh, you know, that's, I'd say for now, with film, that's, basically you know until you do more work with it yeah it's, there's a lot of stuff out you guys are constantly doing things and all that let's yeah. uh i mean yeah, yeah, let's face you're gonna be back on we're gonna yeah no exactly. spoiler alert the missus is gonna be coming yeah. on so, so trying yeah and after that yeah. Well, like yeah like, we we, ha we do have a bunch of like film projects and stuff coming up that have been on the the writer's block so to speak but it's just like a matter of juggling everything juggling shop which i'm not going to talk about too much i'm going to let her talk about that and everything else we do it, it's like the juggling game so it's like okay time takes a lot uh yeah time takes a lot of time time, time takes a lot of time film is like a lot of time and so it's like with everything else that we do it's a matter of like okay we need to prioritize all the stuff we do to release it appropriately to actually be able to complete it so we don't have have finished things sitting around and then by the time you revisit it you're like ah damn this is ah, i should just start again i'm not feeling this anymore so, so everything we've ever done really until she came in and whipped you in line pretty much yeah because, no I, pretty much like she definitely kept my focus on straight because it's like my brain is like a little idea for this idea for that it's like i i could sit here and give you an idea for like 20 movies by you know just sitting here <laughs> Stuff that would actually work on, like, Halloween ends. But, I was about um, to say, you could get three <laughs> hours alone on Halloween ends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I'm not saying it's, like, some masterful stuff. But, no, I feel like, come up with that. Like, I, I'm an idea person. I, that really is one of my strong points is coming up with ideas for shit. And, and creating and finding ways to do stuff with no budget and everything. MacGyvering shit so it works. That really is one of my strong points. But it's also one of my... It, it was one of my uh, biggest weaknesses forever because I was, like... Oh damn! I have like twenty notebooks full of shit. But um, yeah. What did I actually complete? Okay, well I have that filmed. Um, I have like an album that's like halfway done, but I'm not feeling it, and so I'm not gonna go back to that. I've got about twelve paintings that you know I need to finish. But yeah, so she put me in the shape. So it's more of a yeah, do something to completion and then move to the next thing. So that's that's advice definitely. Right, well, <laughs> you mentioned it. And a little bit, so let's dive into the painting a bit and your art and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how'd you start getting into art and all that and wanting to 
it'd be a little Pablo Picasso. <laughs> but God, it's I like trying to think. It's like it's nuts because I think about it, I'm like damn. Like I started painting before I film. I moved to film school. Like I, I really I got into it then. Um, it just kind of happens, and then it became when I was living in Cleveland after after film school. I moved to Cleveland for a while. It was like I started to paint a lot out there because I just life shit going on, a lot of stress, and I couldn't sleep at night. So, I mean, it shows in the paintings, because a lot of them are like, oh, what the hell was this guy thinking? Because honestly, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I, that's when I really got into it. It was like my thing to pass time to get me to fall asleep and everything. It was like, eh, I'll just paint and just kind of try to, like, my, my thing with painting was always don't think, just do. Like, the way I would always paint, I wouldn't think about what I was going to paint. I literally would just start... Um, just throwing shit down, just throwing shit down, and just, like, until I see something, I'm like, okay, now I see what I'm gonna do, this is what it comes into, and then, I, I just paint, like, I mean, I think I had, like, I don't even know number-wise, but an insane amount of paintings stacked under the bed, hanging on the wall, stuffed in the closet, insane amounts, I, I just did it because I loved it, but I never had any intentions, like, really doing anything with it, but then it was, like, um, what really sparked that, okay, well, you know what, I, why don't I try to, like, sell these? I mean, I sold my paintings for dirt cheap, like, 15 bucks, $10, $20, because I just had so much that it was like, oh, I have so many, I love doing it, I honestly just want to get rid of them so I can buy more supplies and make more, like, I didn't have any plan or anything like that, and that, um, like, open-minded, that was, like, my first thing that really really sparked it was uh open minded the smoke shop at Tom's River. I forgot all about yeah, that. Uh, she, the yeah, there. I sold a yeah. stack to there and then and then I was like, Oh shit, she really liked these. She bought this stack of paintings and then when I went back in there I was like, Oh damn, like they, they sold again. Like they're not on the wall. So I'm like, shit, technically my painting those sold twice, technically, because she saw them, loved them, bought them, put them on the shelf and then people saw them and bought them. So I was like, it, it helped me a lot because like you know, that confidence thing that comes with people that do any form of art, we tend to lack it, and tend to lack it very severely. Um, but then, yeah, I started doing, like, the art walks and everything like that, just kept doing it, and then it just kind of, once I met Haley and stuff, like, we, we started doing a lot of abstracty, I called it my acid art, because, I mean, yeah, there was a good portion of stuff that I did on acid, I'm not gonna lie, but the acid, it, it wasn't... I was doing, for the record, it wasn't drug-induced paintings. I was doing that style before the acid. The acid allowed me to actually finish the painting, sit there to completion. It helped whatever AD, whatever I'm consuming in my head. ADHD. Yeah, well, I, whatever it is, it helped with that. And it, it, it kept my brain in check to just do something completion during that. But then it was like Haley and I, we started, we, um... She started doing, like, paintings, like, with me and stuff. So we, I basically sold, like, all of my original first stuff, like, at that time. By the time I was at my apartment, like, you know, you saw <laughs> yeah. it. The walls were covered. Like, I looked back at it, and I was looking back at my paintings. Because I, I had to go check Instagram, Facebook, and just pictures on my phone for all my paintings. And, like, I realized I was like, shit, there was, like close to 300 that yeah. went and i didn't realize it because you know caught up in the rat race of life you got one on the wall right there yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i caught up in the rat race of life it was like i never got a chance to really like let that sink in that that many 
people I got a soul and stuff. I was like, oh shit, like that, that damn, I, I didn't realize that. But we started doing, um, th then that evolved, we started doing like, like horror movie paintings and stuff. Cause we loved horror movies. And I was like, all right, I need to do something that's a little more focused and, and be like, okay, I know what I'm going to paint before I paint. Cause I'm done with the brain dump. Like just, so uh, let me just empty my brain on canvas. I'm like, I want to do something more uniform, try to ground myself a little more. So we were doing like horror movie paintings. And then that led into, I was doing um, custom horror movie painted clothing. And then we were doing horror movie like ornaments, like doing a lot in the horror community of like horror art. And that, that really just opened up a lot of like doors for us because um, the Blairstown Museum, they would always do events. Well, they they started, they opened right when we started putting out there our horror movie art. They opened up and they were like a museum in Blairstown where they filmed parts of the original Friday 13. Uh, she contacted us, like the owner, because we were, at the time, we were doing these like Jason soaps and everything. So we started expanding, like, oh, you know what? Sometimes you just don't want to paint. You want to do more stuff. So we would like, we would like make other stuff, like Jason soaps and like make like jewelry, like make all this horror movie inspired stuff. And uh, she hit us up and we, like for to wholesale buy like the Jason soaps we were doing and everything, uh, and then that led to us vending there where we met met Ari, um, the first Jason. He was the boy in the lake, Jason, and then that spiraled into us being contact. Uh, he he does hot sauce, and they wanted us to make like a keychain to be sold with the hot sauce, so we did that, and then they hit us up again for his second series. So we did two wholesale orders for Ari for his, his hot sauce. So we're like, you know, like, oh shit, that, that was like a lot of fun. You know, that was like really cool. And then I'm not going to say too much of the evolution because I'll let Haley take over from there. But <laughs> my, my little insomniac paintings that were very chaotic led to us doing horror art, which us doing horror art actually opened up the doors for us to do what we're doing now. And what we're doing now is stuff that like, was another passion of mine since I was a little kid. Like, paranormal, unknown world, stuff like that. All the stuff you question that, does that exist or does that not exist? All that shit. Um, that basically is where we lie now, which I will let the missus touch on. <laughs> it's so hard to, like, cut it yeah. off, so I'm like, okay, what isn't she going to talk about? I'm like, alright, she's not going to really talk about the evolution of painting, the evolution of that. Okay, I'll, I'll leave off with the Lucid Graveyard, where, we, where was, we're at now. I was about to say, just say the name and we'll cut That's, it there. The Lucid Graveyard is the where Lucid we're at now. Graveyard. I gave the origin <laughs> story. Um, we, yes, of how, you know, we met because of Nick, because she did special Welcome. effects. Thank you. She, she did special effects makeup. I did, I always did special effects makeup, but like more of, um, not so much the makeup end, but more I always enjoyed the practical effects, like working with blood tubes. Um, oh, we want to chop this person's arm off. How can we do it for five dollars? You know, <laughs> stuff like that. I I love the problem solving. Like, okay, make a film with no budget because I feel like that is how the good shit's made. Like, if you're really passionate about it and you really push, give everything into it. It's like, okay, this even if it looks cheesy, it will shine through that you did that out of love and people will appreciate it. I mean. One of the best movies I saw in the, you know, recently was a low-budget film, and the makeup and everything, it was like, yeah, it wasn't the best, but the movie was so freaking good. 
It was um that dead what was it uh dead wave or don't know why I told you oh, that uh, not uh, not dead wave see I'm forgetting the names the, I just watched dead so many stream? dead stream dead yeah. stream yeah dead stream was so freaking good but some of the makeup and stuff it's you know you like you laughed but it was like you could tell that like no they were just having fun but it works it doesn't look bad you just tell it's low budget but it looks good though. That movie, yeah. Which that kind of comes full circle, Dead too, Street. because... That was so good. We always talk about it, you know? Yeah. But we get questioned, how do you like that gory stuff? It's always... Well, the pra when there's practical effects, it's an art form. Yeah. That's why American Guinea Pig uh, Bouquet of Guts and Gore, where it's an hour and a half of two chicks just getting dismembered, I'm like, would I say it's an amazing movie? Oh, hell no. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible, but if you're into practical effects and watch it, it's... It's literally insane it's, to watch. Like, well, it's... a lot who's into it. Like, like I know, like Haley. Like when I met her, she has all of like these like medical books, and the medical books is showing like all these wounds, different types of wounds, and different level uh, levels 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 of like decomposition and like all this nasty ass shit. That honestly, I can't handle real shit. Like if I look at roadkill, I get queasy. Like, no bullshit. Like, I do, even though, yeah, I was a skinwalker wearing real bones. But <laughs> that, that's sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But, um, yeah, I get queasy with that. Real life stuff, I can't handle it. And she's showing me all these books of that stuff. But it's like, yeah, people don't realize that. You know, they're like, oh, how can you watch all that and everything? It's like, no, but you don't realize, like, the art that goes into it and the knowledge. Like, if you're going to make something look really good and real, they need to study real. Like, she would have to look up on the internet. And even Tom Savini, um, I think he said, like, one of his friends or something, like, worked at, like, a morgue or something. So he used to always go there and look at, <laughs> fiddle around. Hey, let me, let me, let me you know, go look at your bodies. Yeah, like, and that's how you learn and stuff. And it's like, no, it's, it, it's an art form. And it's not real. Like, that's the biggest no. thing. It's not real. And that's why it's like, like, I don't, you know, I'm not one that really enjoys, like, like yeah, like, the Faces of Death movies and stuff like that. Those I watched because I knew, I'm like, okay, some of it's reenactment, some of it's real. I'm just not going to think into it. I'm just going to say, oh, these are, these are all possibly reenactments, you know? Like, I, I don't, yeah, you could tell the reenactments and the real stuff. Yeah. But I just, I kind of just, I've watched them all, like, not all of them. I've probably watched, like, five of them, like, once. And this was, like, video store days. Like, I was under 20 years old, you know? So it's like, eh. It was easier to watch that, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like, like people think that it's like, oh, you're you're uh, you love watching people get hurt. You you're uh, liking people in pain and suffering. It's like, no, not at all. Like, these these are actors and actresses. Yeah. It's not real. I w you're the type of person that like, when there's a fucking car accident with an ambulance, you're sitting there looking like, oh my god, let me fucking take a video of this and be like, oh yeah. my god, people better be careful. It's like, no, that shit. I, I'm like, I look at the accident see how bad, and I look away, and I'm like, oh, damn, you know, I don't sit there getting off seeing, like, you know, that stuff, yeah. but it's That's like... Cool. Don't watch the news. That's why yeah, I don't watch Yeah, yeah, don't watch news, like, all that real-life stuff, it's like, God, I don't want to see real-life stuff. I don't want to see people with their arms missing and shit. Like, that's that's awful. But, yeah, I don't... I don't know, whatever. <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to get on rant about that. Well, ugh, give the old scratch... So, we talked about the film, we talked about the art, the yeah. shop, when you said graveyard. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> That's all we're going to say about that. Guess next would be music. The yeah. third and final thing, really. Music. So, 
What uh? I mean, I would ask what instruments you play and all that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah if you could play it, you'll 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 play it. <laughs> what what I would say when it comes to music, I am not a guitarist. I am not a drummer. I'm, I don't you know. I'm not a bassist. I'm not. I I always saw myself just as songwriter. I like writing songs. I. I I like like doing like lyrics, like melodies is my thing. Like I love melodies and everything, but I it's like yeah, like with like music and stuff. It's like my my baby when it comes to music was our old band Stitches. Like that was the closest thing to like a vision of music that I've ever had that came to life. Like Stitches was everything. I ever could have possibly imagined it being like I remember when you and I were talking about when I think I was still in film school. No, you were. I was but, in film school, and I think it was just, it, it was just one of those things. Like I, I know I was, I, I don't even know who said what or anything, but the conversation was, yeah, just I'm just really feeling doing some very punk inspired, in your face music with electronics. And that yeah. it was basically something well, like, well, I, I don't first, remember entirely. I think we just said punk at first because then it was like, I think it was you like, said electronics. oh, Jack's going to come over with electronics and just see yeah. that. And then it was like the moment it was just, I know I said, I said definitely just very punk inspired in your face. Yeah, and, um, you cause about... and then I said, because Jack at the time was doing a lot with like his MIDI and electronics yeah. Um. I knew that he couldn't. I would have said Jack on guitar. Oh yeah. But Jack, he wasn't playing guitar. You know, because of everything going on, and that was his world that he was in. And yeah, it, all, the electronics that he does, you've never heard it before. There's nothing that sounds like it. Yeah. It's it, like when it comes to electronics music and electronic sounds, he is like cream of the crop, as original as you could possibly be with electronics. Like, I've never heard. Shit that he does, I've never heard anything like it, and I don't think I'll ever hear anything like no. it. No. Like, he'll, he always was ahead of his time with yeah. his music. Always ahead of his time, and he, even right now, like, he'll send me shit that, like, he did maybe, like, five years ago, and I'm like, dude, this is, like, what people just started doing today, but yours is still on a new level. Like, it's just like, yeah. I, I don't know. But then, yeah, then Hoppy came in, and that was, that was just, like, the perfect fit because Hoppy's diversity with, with guitar and then your diversity with drumming, and everything just really fell into place. And then with the band, with, with the name Stitches, it was like, okay, it's just this, like, what the fuck, stuff that shouldn't work, stitched together to a, no, they're keeping it together, this is working. Like, it just, it was so smooth, the transitions and shit, and, like, that was, like, my baby, you know? And it was, like, because I always saw it, like, like with bands and everything, it's, like, I always see it as when you go and see a band, it should be an experience. It's, like, yeah, you focus on the music first. Once you get the music tight, then it's, like, you get that, like, okay, well, if people, people can listen to your music through CD, cassette, you know, I, I tuned, you know, whatever kids do these days. <laughs> kids I don't know. Whatever. Kids pop, you know, a track, whatever you want to release on. But if you go to see a band, like, it needs to be an experience. You're going to a show. It's a show, a show you watch. So, my biggest thing, like, being I was just doing vocals for Stitches, my biggest thing is like, okay, well, I need to, or, you know, make this all so it's like a show to get crowd participation, get them involved. Yeah. 
and do everything like that and just make it fun make it more like a wow like it's it's more of a party you know it's more of like a little oh, we made a party yeah, it, it's more like a party messed. so that's why i was like uh all right like like you know like make it a party like literally streamers confetti and all that and now it's like a silly string <laughs> silly string it was like like the like the vision that i had for the stages live show was if halloween and new year's eve were combined like if if New Year's Eve took place on Halloween, I know that doesn't make any sense, but if Halloween took took place on New Year's Eve, so replace the streamers with black and orange, you know, throw like freaking all the bright colors and shit that we have, like all the splatter colors yeah. on all of our equipment, the splatter green, splatter orange. It was all Halloween themed, and then the confetti and all that, <laughs> and then like the, the row of the, five silly string cans. Yeah, and then yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And then that's so I was like, okay, well, let me make this fun. You know, I, I made the mechanism. It was like five silly string cans, in this like it was actually inspired by John Cusack, <laughs> freaking, <laughs> you know, freaking. Uh, oh my god, was I Fidel? No, 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 it was not Fidel. Uh, Fucking, oh my god, why am I having a brain fart with with John Cusack right now? That that really well, just fun. it's the pod thing. Now I understand when they say, why uh -huh. do I not know this? When yes, recording. exactly. Oh, my God, say anything. Say anything, yes. Sorry, John, I still love you. <laughs> um, with him holding up the stereo, like, I, I, John Cusack is, like, my one of my favorite actors. And I'm like, fucking say anything. Like, I, I think, as I saw that, you know, you always see John Cusack with the stereo. I'm like, oh, my God, it would be so cool. Like, that inspired the have a row of five silly string cans painted up with the Halloween colors. And it says, it stitches, bitches. I pushed a little mechanism, five canes of silly strings spray over the crowd, and I just hose them down like a little <laughs> nightclub phone party. And then it'd be even more obnoxious. That's why, like, the painted trash can and the painted megaphone came into play. So it was like, no, this needs to be that get you and involved. And the floor tom. And then the floor tom. like The, the trash can lid symbol. Yeah, the, the trash can lid symbols. So it was like, no, like, that was inspired by Stomp. Like, the trash can stuff, like, I fucking uh, loved Stomp. Yeah. And I remember... We should have brought a basketball. Something. Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know how Globetrotters I could be with a basketball. So I was like, okay, well, I could hit a trash can. I could drum on this. You know, I know the tuning really doesn't match the drums, but it doesn't matter. It works enough. I mean, not for nothing. It's, I never tune my drums anyway. So yeah, I, I, I know it's, it's awkward, but that's the point. It's supposed to be jarring at the right moments for the transitions and the chaotic emphasis and shit like that. But, like, yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, music, that was, like, my baby or whatever. But then it was, like, when I was in Cleveland before Stitches, I always, I was a coffee shop junkie. I was always at coffee shops in Cleveland. So that led into just just a lot of, like, acoustic and songwriting. Um, I mean, like, it's, I, including songs I never finished. Like, there's just, like, an insane amount. I would just, basically, I called it my digital journal. Like, I used to journal a lot, and then it got to the point, like, I just would have really bad, just racing thoughts and scattered brain and everything, that I would just hit record. Like, I'd pick up the guitar, just kind of strum and just freestyle a song, 100% freestyle, and that's normally what made it to CD, um, was just those terribly recorded, it was actually recorded with my video camera, and I edited my songs in Premiere, because Premiere has, like, reverb and shit like that. That's how I did all of my music because I'm like that, that's all I got. Like so that's how I'm gonna do it. It got it out there, but then yeah, re recorded the album with rock, rock solid and everything. And 
Yeah, did that, but, like, at that time in my life, I, there was just, like, so much going on that I didn't fully put into everything. Like, my end of putting the CD out there, I dropped the ball heavily because I was just very uninspired at the time. But, like, I actually reflected back. I actually listened to the CD, like, not too long ago. I was like... Oh, so you still have a copy. I have one copy that I found. I uh, found it because I've been going through my shit. Uh, I was about to say... I'll well, get you well, a copy. I never... Like, yeah, I well, never even gave anyone a copy. Like, I just... I got to this point in life that, honestly, I was just very bitter. I was just very bitter because it's like that... That roadblock you hit when you're like... Yeah, it was like approaching 30 shit that you're just like... Shit, what the hell am I doing? Don't say that. No, it, it, the shit. My mom's rewinded down. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's like that. You know, you hit that approaching thirties, and you're like, "Damn it!" Like, I have so much passion and so much energy going into painting and music and all that stuff, but you sit there having a battle. Like, ah, well, should I just get that by the books full time job, which I'll be miserable at, but I kind of need to do it because like, should I not spend so much time with this? You know, just that. That, that whole battle thing. So, like, I didn't, like, really appreciate at the time that album and, like, how good it sounded because, like, they did a phenomenal job on it. But at the time, I was bitter because I had a different idea of how I wanted it to be because I was so used to the recording on my video camera and, like, I was used to the very rough, raw, like... Yeah, my voice cracks and I'm out of key at this point. But no, you leave it because that's real emotion. I was all about captivating real emotion. So, like, hearing this, and this was, like, the cleanest I ever heard my voice. And the cleanest I ever heard anything. Like, it just, to me, it just, it didn't sound like my music anymore. And being, like, everyone got involved and, like, yeah. Like, I basically told everyone that was on the album. Like, you, Hoppy, Hallie, Mishi. Everyone on the album, I said, hey, like. These are the chords, this is the song, but do you. Make it your own. I don't want to tell you what to play. So, like, you know, people did that. I'm like, no, it sounded exactly like, no, oh, this sounds fucking awesome. Oh, you're talking Underwater Circus. Yeah, Underwater I Circus. I still talking Stitches. No, Underwater Circus, that I album. Thought, so you revisited the Underwater that Circus. That Underwater Circus. Oh, okay. I'm because about. when I said you found a copy, I was referring to Stitches. No, I don't have a Stitches album. I got one sealed in there if you want it. <laughs> I, I don't have a Stitches I, album. I got yeah. one open sealed and I have I found two copies left. Uh, no, I, I don't have a Stitches album. <laughs> if if yeah. you want one, I got it. But no, all right, so no, I'm doing my Underwater Circus. It makes it makes me happy because like, Underwater Circus, the vocals are totally different. It's just knowing it's, yeah. how knowing how your vocals were on like the when you sent me the originals. Yeah, yeah, it's totally different, but. It's definitely a thing of its own. It's its own it, entity. It's like yeah. I, I always loved it, but I know how much like you were against uh, your vote. I'm so just, I just kind of was silent, but I always loved it. No, well, no, it, it, that, that, yeah, it, it really was me. It yeah. honestly was me because I was so used to the very raw, roughing it, like you know, like my roots is punk music, so I'm used to the imperfection in the character and. You know, if shit is slightly off timing at a part, eh, fuck it. It's meant to be, you know, like, yeah. whatever. I'm not aiming for perfection. I always aim for message and what the song's about and the overall piece. Yeah. You know, so that was always my thing. So when they, you know, because they are they are so gifted at what they do, when I heard my music done, like, um, disciplined, you know, everything done on time, um, no, you do 20 takes of your vocals, and all of that, when I heard it done that way, it was like, it was like, no, like, 
this sounds phenomenal. Like, I could hear this on the radio. Yeah. But I couldn't accept it because I didn't think musically my stuff could ever be that level. Yeah. Because I always struggled with everything that I did. Like, musically and stuff, because I would always be discouraged. That's why... Like, out in Cleveland, yeah, I released, like, two EPs out in Cleveland that I don't even think you ever even heard. No. I, because I buried I heard pop, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Because I, I guess I do it and, like, I don't know, like, I get very discouraged. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Because it, it's so extremely personal that it's hard for me to actually let people listen to. But I broke through that, and that's why, like, yeah, I'll send you all stuff I'm working on and everything. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm at the, eh, nah, screw it. You know what? I don't even care. I don't care. The world needs some some real music, some more real music. So there is real music out there, and there is some great, you know, like new real stuff coming out. I, I can't drop a name right now because I can't entirely. You know, like it, it's hard on the spot. But like, no, there is a lot of good music out there and stuff. But there's also just so much like soulless BS, and even with music, uh, yeah, even with music, with music, even with film are everything there's like so much of i'm gonna do what sells not what you know i'm gonna do what i'm feeling and it's like it shows and that's why everything's just kind of a carbon copy and like yeah so that's why i'm like eh, you know what music i'm not trying to that's the last thing on my priority list i do it for me now so it's like i have i have about two albums on my computer right now like full-length albums but they're just sitting there because I'm like, yeah, it's not a priority. I want to, I want to redo vocals for that. I want to re-record guitar for that. You know, I'm taking a little more time with it. And that's something we're rock solid. I think and they taught me like, no, go the extra stuff, re-record, yeah. do backup vocals to your mm-hmm. stuff. You know, like I never did like any of that. It was one take. That's it. Throw it out there. Hey, if you want a CD, it's $2 <laughs> or you can just ask me and I'll burn you a copy. Yeah. It was always like that. But I'm like, no, I need to give myself some self-worth. I think everyone struggles with that. Like, even, like, with you and, like, what you do. I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah, give stuff out for free, you know, do all that. But, you know, at least a little something so you're not burning your pocket making it. You yeah. should at least cover your expenses. You know, it's like, you know, you can be as modest as you want with it, but in the end, you can't burn your pocket because then... Just say five, ten years from now, it'd be like, shit, wow, like, I, I, I spent so, like, I burnt my pocket and my bank account investing into this and doing this because I love doing it, but I should have at least made enough to, you know, go into production of the next project. Yeah. You gotta at least cover your cost. If you're, and then let it just go from there. Don't think like, oh, this is my get rich quick thing. I'm going to do this album, and you know what? Everyone's going to love it. I'm going to get rich. No, because then you're not doing it for you. Yeah. Just do the album you love. I'm going to write that single to get me money. Exactly. Do the album you love. Do it 100% how you love it. And when people approach you and they love it too, yeah, I'm not saying, like, uh, you know, don't ever give out free stuff. No, you know, do that. Give it to your... Give it a taste. Yeah, give it a taste. Give to your homeboys and homegirls and everything in between and everything. You know, like, do... Do whatever you want with that, but you still gotta cover your cost because you're, you're digging, you're you're digging a hole. Like you're yeah. digging a hole, and then because the thing is, in the end, you want to be able to make it in what you love, and you won't make it in what you love if you're constantly giving away for free. It's like you have to accept it, and that was really hard for me to accept because I felt like bad charging friends, charging family. I felt bad. But it's like no, it. 
it's the harsh reality. Like, you can't... Do you think everyone that's out there making it in, like, art and stuff like that, do you think that they made it because they gave everything away? For the ones that weren't doing it, that already had money to begin with, or, you know, took out crazy loans to get started, or anything like that. For the ones that generally built it from the ground up, it's like, no, you have to cover your ass, you have to make enough to at least cover it, and do all that. It's a very fine, hard line to walk and accept, and that's, like, one of the toughest things with that. But, like, yeah, music, I mean, I plan on doing more more music and stuff, hopefully releasing really that's stuff I'm doing, but it's just, you know, right now, October, and then going into the holiday months, shop is, that's when shop is really, really busy, so that's really bad. The Lucid there. Graveyard. All you're getting. Lucid Graveyard. <laughs> the Lucid Graveyard com. Yes. <laughs> Finally, after, it's weird because technically, yeah, Lucid Graveyard, technically, that has been around for three years, but Haley and I, our... Our endeavors has been ever since the day we met, so that's like five, six, something yeah. like that. But yeah, Lucy gave done that. Haley will tell you the rest down the road. Uh, all right. Well, unless you have anything else you'd like to talk about, we're we're over an hour. We're at that yeah, I mean, sweet I, point. I think we're pretty much good. Uh, I mean, Lucy Graveyard. If there, of course, there's much more to go into with. About um the lucid graveyard.com, weartowngeneralstore.com, Pat Von Spreckles and get that E to Z shirt, Dustin will sign it. Rock Solid Productions, yes. uh, Hallie and Mishi. Talking about you signing it, by the way, I got that one winner's night DVD. I need you and uh, Haley to it's throw so a little John Hancock like, on. I mean, it's funny because, like, like, yeah, with, with those films like we worked on, I still don't have a copy of any of them. <laughs> oh, the moment it was up on Amazon, I bought it. I, I, one yeah, winner's I just gotta... life on Amazon. Get yourself a DVD. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I'll, I'll get... So, that's all I want to say. I want to touch on Ryan a minute because, like, he does have a lot of stuff. It, it is all on Amazon. You can look up Ryan Calloway, One Winter Night, um, uh, Demon's Walls, King of Terror, uh, Girl in Cornfield... That's just like a preview of some of his stuff. He has, I don't even know how many full-length films up there now. It's all shoestring budget. He does it all completely just him, you know, his his wife and everything, like producing and keeping the ball rolling. It very, he writes it as books first. It's very, it's heavily story influence. Um, not 100% straight-up horror. If you're looking for straight-up a horror film, it's not that. It's more... Um, story oriented, more mystery, thriller. What is going on? He's very atmospheric, and like I, I always, yeah. I always love his atmosphere. It's about these characters and this just. He always creates a great atmosphere, like the way it is. It's just very desolate, like just like okay, where is this going? What's going on? And I always really like that about it. Um, I got to see his new one because his new one, since I met him, he started doing horror. He's been diving more into the horror element, bringing that out, um, bringing that out more into, like, his films and stuff. And it's going more and more in the, the horror, like, approach and stuff. Because um, he would always, like, when we would do makeup and effects for him, they'd be like, oh, that's, that's disgusting, that's disturbing. I'm like, what? This is, like, rated, like, for us, this is PG-13. I don't even, like, 
first name. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I want to see R-rated, but, like, yeah, dude, like, hey, you've seen our stuff. Like, all the horror, the, like, the horror stuff Haley I've done, like, our clips, and it's like, yeah. no, when we show gore, we're going to show gore. Oh, yeah. But we don't do exploitation over the top. You put you know? a dang pole through my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually watched that the other day. Yeah, I love the uh, The They Know Where You Are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we... Yeah, we actually did talks. Of course, we're going to do something for Christmas time. And for some reason, like, every, like, Christmas, you know, every Christmas, I think for the past, this will be, like, our fourth one now, we kept a tradition that we release, like, a little two-minute horror clip. Just, just a little horror clip, you know, which we will be doing another one of those, and we do have some horror films and stuff that we're, we're working on. So, but, yeah. Yeah, um, Amazon Prime. That Amazon that has a lot of Ryan stuff. Um, yeah, definitely I'll check tag, it out. I'll tag that, but I mean, I gotta say I'm a little fucking baffled right now, cause this, you know, it's so heartless for you to plug his stuff, and this is the section of the show where I usually throw a reverb on my voice and ask the guests, be like, "Hey, you wanna wanna take a little ego trip and." Talk about your social medias, but man, I I can't even say after that even talking about yours you have an ego. It, like, so we're just gonna take a trip. Because it's hard to talk about yourself, you know. That's it's hard to talk about yourself to someone that knows your story. Exactly. And it also and it's I, like and I, I know don't, you don't have social media. I, I don't have, I really don't use my social but, media. I just I don't but, I don't like to necessarily talk I don't know. No, like, I, talking about myself, it's like I don't like to really I don't know, I just kinda do my thing and like but, I don't I don't know, it's tough. Well that's why I call it the ego trip because I'm just like tell everyone where to find you and all that. But and I usually always ask the guest yeah. if there's anything, like, anything else you want to touch on just before we wind it down. Yeah. Take the ego trip, and that's just, I want to touch on Brian. He's an amazing person. Find his stuff here, and it's just like... I mean, honestly, you I, should. I'll I, talk to him. I heard this. I heard the bells going, the orchestra. I'm just like, damn, I'm getting, I'm getting emotional over here. <laughs> no, honestly, yeah. um, we, we're going to be meeting up with him. I'll talk to him if you want to have him on the pod. No, It'd be great to talk to him because, honestly... There's so much that I never even asked him yeah. yet because we always, like, we're one of those, we meet up, like, so sporadically, and every time it's like, we gotta meet up, we gotta meet up, but just with the crazy lives, it's yeah. just like, with me having a part-time day job, plus shop, and everything else, and then him being a father, having a job, having a wife, yeah. doing film, it's so hard to meet up. Yeah. So it's like, there, I mean, there's a lot. Like, I'll probably write some questions to give you to ask him. <laughs> stuff that I want to know that the I writings. never asked him. I've known the guy for like six years now, and I still have questions for but him. Even before this episode, I always <coughs> had him on my mind, though. Because, I mean, as no, he, as, he, respectful, as, as yeah. he said, like, I, I met him at the, uh, the one premiere of One Winter's Night when Matt and I went, which I started laughing because I got to give the side story real fast of, Matt and I went to go see One Winter's Night in Red Bank. We're like, oh, this is so cool, you know. We're, we go, I meet Ryan and his wife for the first time. We're sitting right behind them, seeing, you know, my brother and sister-in-law's name on the movie screen. I'm like, this is amazing. Then it was like, randomly the film cut out. There was a problem with the projector. And, like, we just heard Under the Sea from Little Mermaid playing. It was weird. Oh, so no. I run to the bathroom because I'm like, I really got to go to the bathroom, but I didn't want to go because I was just so engulfed in this movie. 
because as Dustin said, the atmosphere he creates it's, is amazing. Yeah, and it, it's very so, story oriented. Yeah. So it's like you you got to really just like you watch don't want to miss it, anything. Watch it as a visual novel, basically. Yeah. Watch it like a visual novel. So I run the take a tinkle, and I'm in the urinal. I'm like, oh man, what's that smell? And I just look in the urinal next to me, and someone left them. Someone left a fucking log in there. Whoa. And I'm like, I can't go back into this theater without laughing. Because I know I gotta tell I gotta tell my best friend next to me. So I go in the movie's back plane. I'm like, shit, I'm biting my knuckle. And Matt's just like, dude, what's up? What's up? And his wife in front of us. And I'm like, I feel so bad because I don't want them to think that it was this movie. Because I would, as I said, I was enjoying yeah, yeah, shit out yeah. of it. I just go to bed. The film cuts out again for whatever reason. It was, I don't know what the deal. I felt so bad because it wasn't anything with their copy. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just turn the mat and I go, so it took a shit in the urinal. And oh. with that, he gets up, runs to the bathroom. <laughs> he comes back in, the movie's playing. I'm trying to contain myself. I just look at him and he whispers and does the finger length of like a <laughs> foot long and he just goes, that was Thick. That was thick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I, I literally bit my finger off and I felt oh, so bad. I know. It's, but it was like, that's that so would funny. happen. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, we're going to see this film. I get to meet the director and his wife. Like, I'm so amped. Like, you know, it's just like everything leading up to it was amazing. And then this one little outburst. I'm like, of course, me with. Being not able to contain my laughter with childish humor, I'm like, yeah, of course it's gonna happen at this. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's better that it happens at that than like a funeral, you know. I mean, <laughs> on Angelina's episode, I asked, I told the story how I walked up to Justin Jones and asked him if Nuge was actually on time. That oh, <laughs> oh, oh, poor guy. I had to, you know. No, that's. No, honestly, like, yeah, that's the thing. When it, when it comes to stuff yeah. like that, it's like, you you can make certain jokes. It's like, if you know yeah. the person, you know, if you know that, it's like, they're they're looking down and being like, really, guys? It, there's something, yeah. Well, that's all right. With, with Christians recently, you don't yeah. know Josh Collins, but it was Josh Collins, Chris Semko, and then Mike Barberi sitting on a couch oh in God, the back of the room. And I walked that's up, a terrible and I'm like... That's I mean, a bad I'm like, I know this is a funeral and all, but this is the worst casting couch I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but gotta make, you know, gotta make light yeah, of the situation, exactly. you know. Like, you gotta make light of the situation. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's yeah. like because I know any, you know, like any like funeral, like like I've been to that was like of like a friend or something like that. Everyone there and stuff. It's like. I know the last thing they would want is everyone doom and gloom. They would yeah. want you to be like, "Hey, celebrate my life. Don't like be sad." You know, yeah. do that in your own time. Make peace, but yeah. you know, celebrate my life when you when you come here. And that's exactly that, that's the way it should really you know be viewed. You know, like, but yeah. So it's it's real funny. Mm. You know, normally when people plug their socials, uh, you know, we're talking about <laughs> funerals and death and, so, and deuces. So everyone, it's been a great life. Um, I accomplished a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> Um, I, I just, I'll throw out there, I, I forgot to mention, I was in the 48-hour uh, Pittsburgh Film Festival when I was in film school. I was assistant director, and I won uh, Best Cinematography and was nominated one of the best in Pittsburgh. I'll plug that. That was my life accomplishment. <laughs> uh, see ya. Oh, the film is terrible, though. That's why I won't even give you the name. Um, but I'll plug that. Goodbye, farewell. I'll see you at the wake. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's my well, social plugging. Well, I mean... 
<laughs> I do want you to plug a little bit because I know you're off Instagram now. Yeah, but I mean, it, I am trying. I am starting to try to use my Facebook more. Yes, and I would like to make some new friends that are actually, you know, doing like all stuff. I just good stuff to see. I want to see people creating stuff. I don't want to see all the nonsense of why I left Facebook and yeah. everyone fighting and division. Except for, you know, like, my Halloween ends post I just recently. I will say, you know, if you do become with, if you do, I will, this is the only opinion I ever posted on my Facebook. If you befriend me and you see how I feel about Halloween ends and if you like the film, don't get discouraged. I want to heal here people talk good about it. I want to heal from that. I want to, yeah, I want to heal, and I want to hear people talk good about it because I'm not one of those I hated it, the world needs to hate it type of people. You know, if you like the film and I hate it, awesome, let's talk about it. Why do you like it? Maybe you can get me to like it. Please save me and my hate. Like, maybe you can convince me to like it. I want that. But, yeah, no, like, yeah, you know, you know, reach out. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I started pay, uh, posting, like, paintings again. I did post a music video recently. Um, I mean, when I say recently, it was probably like six months ago. Of um, one of my latest like little songs I put out there, I recorded it all myself. It was did a music video, did all that myself and everything. Um, you'll see the culture shout out in the music video. Buy the T-shirt at terrortunes.bandcamp.com. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely do that. But yeah, no, yeah, Facebook is yeah. the main thing. But then also. There's also the, the Lucid Graveyard, like, group, uh, Beyond the Lucid Graveyard. But then there's also uh, Lucid Graveyard Coven, I believe we just, like, changed it. We just recently started really changing everything to formulate, formulate it. I, I didn't expect you to know those names all day. Yeah, no, I, I... I know Haley will. Yeah, Haley, Haley takes yeah. care of, like, all the, the Lucid Graveyard socials. But if you reach out to any of those, I, I see in hear everything through like Haley. I just don't spend much time on it, but I, I will be on it more and there's a lot coming to that, I will say. Yeah. Yeah, there's so a lot coming to that. I'll, I'll plug, I'll, I'll put the links in everything. Yeah, tag, like, obviously, Lucid Graveyard is on Instagram and stuff, so yeah. Yeah, and, I'll tag that. And, and also, for, with my personal Facebook, like, two people with, you know, bands and all stuff like that, want music videos and like that, I'm still down to do a music video if the project is right, but it's not a wedding video. Yeah. You know, working with local, especially in the punk scene, stuff like that, like, those were the jobs and stuff that, like, I really liked doing. I had fun with that, you know. So, yeah, there, you know, there's that, too. Yeah, good one. I'll uh, be sure to plug your uh, your Facebook link, all the other links to, like, Lucy Graveyard and all that, and cannot forget, LucyGraveyard.com. <laughs> Oh, that didn't work. <laughs> I, I don't have that anything over here. I have a chainsaw uh, that doesn't yeah. make noise anymore. Oh, here we go. LucyGreenberg.com. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and as you all know, I'm Nicholas Christian. Find me at Colt underscore Sure underscore on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, terror underscore Tunes, T-O-O-N-S underscore on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to terratunes.bandcamp.com. There's all sorts of music on there and merch. Gonna be dropping. By the time this is out, I'm motivated. I'm gonna I'm gonna model a t-shirt. Pat Von Spreckelson did a design that we really liked and we got him printed and I like it. So 
There'll be a new shirt design up there for you to clothe yourself with or put it as a stocking stuffer. Who cares? But, yeah, so, well, thanks for this nerve doing what we do bullshitting but we're just a recorder just recording this time yeah. yeah and you know all that talk about the skinwalker pissing thing i've been holding a piss since i have been too so <laughs> I, i'm gonna go out back yeah but, nope thank you for joining us on it and and let it letting me be your first podcast yeah no yeah, definitely feels for some yeah. And, and it's the door that opens the floodgates. I, I, I was never interviewed or anything like this. The only time I did was for a college project, but I was in the character of Vincent. Yeah, from the from <laughs> yeah. So I was playing a character during the interview, so yeah, that's the first time I ever actually yeah. did that. <laughs> Opened up. <laughs> yeah, talking about myself on something that's recorded is very awkward. <laughs> I, I get scared, baby turtle. Like, I'm like, Ugh. Well, how do you think I... This is like a I would love to talk to someone and ask some questions and learn about them and dive into that. I would love to do that. I but just hate him. When I'm being when I'm being asked, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I do some cool stuff. Yeah, I've been doing cool stuff for a <laughs> while, but I didn't realize it was cool until I started seeing that, hey, this stuff is actually kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I think on that note, it's time to go take it. Yeah, yeah. I do like that. You know, it, was, it was just, I don't know, it was awkward for me. Well, yes, alright. Right. I didn't like it all, and then I went and needed to get us in Wish this all let us sit in there. Shocking. Gruesome. Two brothers never to be seen again. And here to play us out on this episode of the Colt Sure Podcast is Dustin Tyler and the Underwater Circus with their song, End Chapter. Saying.